There, this is very weird for me. Um, <laughs> I've also realized um, I don't think we all deserve health care. Like, we really... Aww. We we don't, like, really, no, because I think, like, we made the quarter pounder. Like, we, we, cho we chose the path that we're on. Like, we don't deserve that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I love America. I do. Like, I really love this place. I, I've, like, I've, like, started appreciating, like, the unique aspects of America. Like, I've begun to appreciate mass shootings <laughs> for the blessing they are in disguise. You know, because, like, everything is, like, fun. Like, everything is high stakes now, you know? Like, we could all die right now. Do you realize how exciting that is? Like, how do people have midlife crises anymore? You know what I mean? Like, you, this could be a diehard situation in like two minutes if we have just a little bit of bad luck. Or like, statistically, you know? I don't know. Um, let me check my phone. I don't usually do this, but fuck it. Who cares? Um, yeah, I was, in a, I was in a car crash recently. Um, spoiler alert, I survived. You know, I did. Yeah. Don't want to keep you holding out there. Um, it was weird because the person I crashed into was my insurance agent. Yeah, that, that was weird. I was like, are you still going to give me, like, the best service you can, or is that not going to happen? I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. I don't have auto insurance, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it, it was worse. No, actually, no, it was better, because the person I crashed into was my mechanic. So now he can't even upsell me on this shit. Like, I was like, you're going to give me new tires when you busted my windshield? Like, how is that? I was like, okay, fuck. Um, that, that's fine. Um, I don't know. Um. Let's go back to the politics. I think I, that's where we guys like. Um, there was an insurrection a couple months ago brought to you by Facebook <laughs> or Meta, I think. I don't know. Um, how, do you, how do you guys feel about the insurrection? Did you like it? Not good? Oh, no? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was scary. Um, no, I, I'm going to be honest. I was underwhelmed. I really was. Because white people had like 20 years to be like the top tier terrorists again. And they couldn't even manage... They couldn't like manage a discount Travis Scott concert. Like that was a very low death count. I was frankly disappointed. Like 9-11 is like the LeBron James of terrorist attacks. And they couldn't even manage like a Kyle Kuzma. So yeah, I guess I'll end there. Thank you. <laughs> Newman Shock! I didn't understand your NBA references. I'm sorry. My NBA references are from the bandwagon days. You know what I mean? Do you, do you remember that? Uh, do you remember that that uh, it was a, a restaurant that started in Oakland? It was called the Bandwagon. It was on Harrison Street, and you could get a green curry and a clay bogut. <laughs> I'm just using names of things. Anyways, it's from like 2014. It's not cool anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just so old and weird. You're at Europe next, pr pretty lady red hair. Look at you. You're gonna you're gonna tap dance your way in her heart. You got your 50 shoes on. Dear God, put your hands together, everybody, for Ashley Tomajin. Yay! So, I forget what was the name of the last comic. Newman, Newman, you were talking about how you know white people couldn't get the terrorism right. I'm from Oklahoma. You know, you know, a white guy really got the shit out of the Murrah Building in, in 1995. I don't know if you guys were aware of that. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I was in the third grade, and we uh, we jumped underneath the, the lights, and the teachers told us that um, it was a sonic boom because we were right near the Air Force Base in, t in Tinker. Yeah, and I got home, and, you know, the FBI got bombed, I guess. You know, I, you know, I, I went and played with my Barbies. I didn't really give a fuck about that shit. You know, but my mom was out of town at the time. My mom was a nurse, and she went to um, this, she was, she was, Getting headhunted because my mom was the queen of the nurses. She hates it when I say that. Uh, she was the president of Oklahoma Nurses Association, so she's like an administrative nurse. Um, so, so my mom was out of town, and she was um, at this hospital interviewing them to see if she wanted to work there to run their nurses. And and they kept trying to get her to go to the television to see. She, they're like, "You need to call home." She, oh no, they're fine. They're fine. I don't need to talk to them. I'm fine. I'm having a great time in Lawton. And then, <laughs> no, and, and so finally they got her to the break room to look at the television, and she's like, oh, they're fine. I'm having a great time in Lawton. She didn't call us until, like, she called my dad, like, that night. I just don't think she wanted to hear, hear my sisters freaking out, honestly. I think my mom was just really enjoying being away from the family. Yeah. Okay, so... <sighs> know what a sad Lincoln is so when a guy shoots a load in your back of your head in a movie theater <laughs> this has happened to me twice <laughs> the last time was when I was at the movie Zola ever seen this movie Zola all right it's a great film okay it, it was based off of a Twitter thread about a girl that um went on this crazy vacation under disguise of going to go dancing in Florida, like to do strip club dancing. And then she ended up getting like kind of trafficked and she, she, she was okay. She was able to make a movie about it, but there's a montage of dicks in the movie. And, and in the middle of it, I felt something hot and slimy. And because this had happened to me before, I knew it, and I was terrified to look behind me just because I didn't want him to be like, like you know, poking me and poking me in the eye with his dick, you know, like. So I just kind of put some napkins on and was like, "Fuck, I can't eat my popcorn now." I was like, "Just touch this guy's semen." So, and the thing is, I had seen the movie twice before, so it was it was okay. But like, I got like, but at the same time, I didn't want to look him in the eye because he knew he did it. He was aiming at the back of my head. You fucking John Wilkes Booth motherfucker. <sighs> yeah. Um, so, like, uh, you know, I didn't want to call the police, but, you know, like, so can you get this cum sample off of my fucking hair? <laughs> I didn't call the police. I just took a shower because... You know, I had that that slow cry shower. You know, after rape victims, you know, I show the picture of the woman crouched down in the shower, having a big cry. That's what I did. And then I shampooed my hair with extra conditioner because it left it kind of stiff, you know? Something about Mary. You remember how her hair was all like, yeah, okay. All right, guys, that's my time. Next time you get your $5 bill out, say sorry, Lincoln. <laughs> Ashley Talmadgen doing a little bit of therapy here tonight. Yes. No, that's fine. No, I'm hate. That's woo. Exciting stuff. No, I well, I mean, no one's. I don't have anyone ever actually have I. 
Uh, anyway, I don't want to. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna unpack this later. Thank you, Ashley. Clap it up for Ashley Tomajin. Yay! So vulnerable. We have two comics left. Your next comic. This is the first time he's ever done comedy. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I'm the worst host ever because I've already can't pronounce your name, and I'm a dick. So what I'm gonna say is like yay for the new guy, and then you say how to pronounce your name because I'm a horrible host. Uh, hey, put your hands together, everybody, for this first time ever doing comedy, this new guy, yay! Oh, hello, hello, hi. So, my name is Nawaz, by the way, and uh, uh, you guys have been operating this mic really well, by the way, so I think my future is as a mic operator, I don't know. Um, okay, so... I saw that people were like discussing about Rittenhouse, like whether it was like right or not, like, you know, we don't agree, you know. Um, all that while I was like, damn, I wish this guy had Indian parents. <laughs> I, I really did. Like this kid would have been working on his maths course, <laughs> like no time for AR-15s, I'm telling you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I mean. Uh, I saw like white parents like asking options for their kids. They were like, "Oh, do you want to like get on the stroller? Would you?" I'm like, "Like really? Come on!" So white parents have to like you know start beating beating their kids up. So <laughs> take it take it from me, okay? Uh, also, I'm an immigrant, and uh, I think by now you'd have known that I'm from India. You know, just to clear up the confusion. Um, so I mean, people from that area like like. Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, we all look alike. And my name is very, very Pakistani. So uh, people from Pakistan, like, you know, get very excited when they see me. Like, they are like, yes, for three seconds. They are like, and then they go, and then, like, you know, I tell them I'm from India, and they're like, no. <laughs> oh, no. Almost, no. And then, like, as if they just lost, their, lost a lottery or something. So um, that happens to me a lot, and uh, a lot of a lot of Uber drivers here. If you don't know, they are from Afghanistan. A lot of them are. So, and apparently, it's a my name is a very common Afghani name as well. I didn't know this. So uh, uh, I always have like a great like you know uh, experience in my Uber. So they are like like brother, welcome. <laughs> yeah, like. Like, uh, okay, okay, that's nice. Like, I have a friend, same name, just like you. I'm like, that's very cool. Uh, so, brother, where are you from? I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, I already disappointed the Pakistanis. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I can't lose more ethnicities, right? Like, you know, it sounds like it's Kabul, my friend. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Like, he starts talking to me in Pashto. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I. I, I was, I just moved. I was just born there. I was like, oh, okay. And then still, like, we continue the conversation. The lift ride is great. So five stars, five stars all over. Um, um, also, I work in fashion. Uh, this is a bomber jacket, you know, just in case you guys didn't know that. Um, also, also, I'm a Muslim. Unrelated, unrelated. <laughs> so, um, so working in fashion, what's that like, right? Um, so, 
what that means is I work with people, um, white people. <laughs> so a lot of them. And uh, everybody look alike. They also like name, like the names are very redundant. What, what, so I, I work with four Mikes, five Michelles, and six Ryans. So uh, that's my job. And I know what you guys what, what are thinking. You're like, so you're not a software engineer? Hey, you look like one, though. I mean, <laughs> people assume things. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Pakistanis, everybody does. Anyways, uh, that's it for, uh, for now. I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much. And I still can't remember your name. All I can think about now is Michelle, because you said Michelle at the end. Give it up for the new guy. Tell me your name again. It's Baraz, right? Baraz? It's not close, is it? Nawaz. Not a B. Nawaz. Nawaz, everybody, it was his first time. That was the first time ever in your company. That was great. We met last night, and I was like, five punchlines is three minutes. He got it done. He got it done. He had more than five punchlines, didn't he? Hey, everybody, uh, your next comedian, he's all the way from Santa Rosa, and it's so exciting that you came back. Oh, and I love your girlfriend so much. I want her to rub me later. She's a massage therapist. No, 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 She's we, we talked about all kinds of things. Is it? No, he's, it's fine. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Tego Lopez, yeah! Yeah, taken out of context, that is really weird. I want your girlfriend to, you know, she knows. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> Fuck, dude, you're from India? Bro, fucking that area over there is fucking crazy. Every country has a gun pointed at every other fucking country. Like India to Pakistan, Pakistan to Afghanistan, Afghanistan may or may not to China. I don't know. Oh, man. When I was learning languages, actually, I learned Hindi um, because the, I used to work for Mountain Mikes. And uh, they did not like that. They did not like that I was learning it. And they were like, no, you do not speak our language. We speak it. You do not speak it. Please. If you would, please. So with the, with the W, the, with you, if you would, please. Uh, all I remember is, uh, and that means my name is Gabriel. And uh, and that means what is that? Which is very important when you're learning something from an Indian. Please stop speaking this way, my friend. <laughs> I love language. I love fucking language. I'm learning Japanese. It's so much fun. Oh my god! I I just found out that my uh, my girl or my girl my uh, my coworker's name Shelby is pronounced Shelby. <laughs> oh, isn't that so amazing? I go around work all day. Shelby, Shelby, and then the, you are the best. Is uh, Kimi wa psycho sa Shelby. <laughs> That's a good laugh. I've been working on my anime laugh. <laughs> That's the main guy. And then <laughs> That's the guy that's like, "You're not going to get away with this." That's like the second to head guy. Oh man. Are you good are you good with the radio voice? Can I hear your radio voice? Are you good with the radio? Are you ready? One man, one decision, one solution, one desire. Fuck, he is good. Guys, he's good. Give it up for him. Hell yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I love, I guess I just, I've had accents my whole life, and I've loved different accents. My parents immigrated from Puerto Rico 
So they came over not knowing any English, and just the the sometimes things get lost in translation. Like in Puerto Rico, if you're getting someone's attention, you say mira, mira, mira means look. But you would say it a lot. Mira, 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 mira. And my mom would say it in English, which just sounds so real. Look, 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 look. Mom, please, please stop, please stop. Oh, man. And she would say, uh, there's another one, uh, que tu me dijiste? Which is like, what did you say to me? Like, que tu me dijiste? But it sounds so rude in English, man, to look at my friend and go, what did you just say to me? <laughs> mom, you got to, not with that tone. You got to smile more when you say that, mom. Jesus Christ. Oh. This was fun. Uh, on Halloween, I went to a party at a bar called The Whiskey Tip, and I went dressed as Batman. And when I got to the front, they asked me for my vaccine card, and I told them, uh, I've got both my shots. And don't worry, both my parents, they were shot as well. <laughs> <laughs> the guy remembered me for the rest of the night. He's like, go on in, Batman. I got you. Nice joke. Thank you. Thank you for that, man. Oh. This is a fun one. I was uh I was in L.A. once, and uh, I was uh, at a restaurant on the last day of a sales conference, and I was learning how to sell little pieces of my soul more efficiently. <laughs> and uh, there was just me, and it was two black girls in front of me. There's just me and two black girls, and I hear one girl say to the other, "Girl, what does a la carte mean?" <laughs> And the other girl, I, lo I love how you got into it now. I haven't even gotten to the punchline. You're like, I'm, I'm dying now. I like that. But the other, girl, the, the other girl, without Mr. DeBeat, goes, girl, that's Spanish for on a plate. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, that's not what that means. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't know what the fuck it means. It's what it means now. That's what it means to me. Every, every time I go to a restaurant now, uh, excuse me, uh, those chicken tenders are a la basket. I need that a la carte, please. Thank you. That burrito's a la foil. Please unwrap that a la carte for me. Uh, guys, my name is Tego Lopez. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Tego Lopez, everyone. Fuck, I was thinking of a thing the whole time. I was like, I'm going to go up and I'm going to tag this off of you, and it's going to be so clever. And I thought about it and thought about it, and then I forgot about it. <laughs> you ever smoke so much pot that you it was side thank you to give it up for sideshow bob everyone yay take a lopez sideshow bob oh my god i love your hair it's so beautiful i right like tiny little braids all over the place are you real people you're not actually cops you don't want to go up you're just here this is amazing. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You get to vote. You get to vote for your favorite comics, whoever they were. Yeah, I know. You don't have to. If the pressure is too much, it's fine. It's okay. Are you, are, how long have you been dating? Are you married? What is going on? Oh, you're married. How long have you been married? Wow. I was, well, I used to be. So I, I dated I dated five years before I was married, and then I was married for seven, and I got my first STD from my first marriage. Yeah, sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get. 
Yeah, no, I didn't know that my ex-husband, he had $20,000 of credit card debt from undergrad. I had no idea. We were, uh, like, we he was in veterinary school, and we got married, and I was like, oh, he's got veterinary debt. He's like, well, there was the $20,000 of... I was like, oh, and he told me three years after we'd been married. I was like, I'm so glad that we're, our relationship is based on truth and honesty. <laughs> it's actually transmitted to the kids these days, though, they call them STIs. Because I think they're really progressive. It's sexually transmitted income. Right? There's, no one wants to marry me anymore. I'm 47. I have no money. There's no reason to marry me. It's terrible. Yeah, so you get to vote. Yeah, uh, you get to vote. I could. I mean, I don't have to keep telling you jokes. Uh, I, I mean, I'd like to because you're people and you have. Oh, good, good. Have you ever tried to be the perfect wife? Are you are? Oh my God! So you've sucked his cock while he's playing Call of Duty. Oh my God! So you know it's not that big of an investment. It's only like seven minutes or whatever. So right. Well, it depends. It depends when you get cut out of it. But it's usually a seven-minute game if you get it through the end. So I was sucking my ex-boyfriend's cock while he was playing Call of Duty, and he couldn't sustain his attentions adequately on both tasks, and he had to choose Call of Duty or Call of Booty. What do you choose? You just, oh my God, you're a good husband. No, uh, and my, he, my ex-boyfriend chose Call of Duty. I just wanted him to shoot me in the face. <laughs> the only person he wants to shoot in the face is a 12-year-old boy who lives in Korea. Come on, you guys, let's get these campers. <laughs> no, I'm very, very vanilla. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what's porn. I don't know what's going on. But um, my ex-boyfriend tried to talk dirty. He was like, let's talk dirty. Let's talk dirty. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. And he's like, I don't know what to say. And I said, hey, wait, wait, wait. Put on that headset. Because I hear what you say to those 12-year-old boys in Korea. <laughs> I'll put my gun in your pussy mouth. What does that mean? Say that to me. Is that, is that dirty talk? I don't know. I don't know what it is. Very single. Uh, and then people keep saying, oh, you should get on the apps, you know. Uh, you should get on the apps. I'm never going to app. The, one of the, so I've never date. I'm 47 years old, and I've never been on a dating app. Thank you. Thank you. I know, right? And I've never seen the movie Titanic. What? I know. These are the things I rest my integrity on. Every ounce of my integrity is based upon never internet dating and never seeing the movie Titanic. <laughs> it's weird, but it works for me. Oh my God. I just told you about how I peed in a cat box. <laughs> You're telling me I'm fucking, yeah, I'm classy. I drink, I drink wine out of the bottle and I pee in the cat box. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't remember where I was. But um, you thank you for being here. And um, let's see if I can end on it. Are you circumcised? I have a, I have a fetish about uncircumcised guys because, like, I want to take their dick and I'll pull it up. And I want to pull their foreskin up over their dick. And I want to put whiskey in their foreskin. I want whiskey dick for real. <laughs> can I finally get what I want, you know? It's twofold. (laughs) 
I have an MFA in writing, you assholes. No, I'm sorry. It's twofold. Uh, one, I'm an alcoholic, and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. Yay. And two, boys are gross, and you have to clean out all that schmegma. See, you knew where I was going with the joke. You knew, Camuel. You knew my joke. I know. Schmegma farm. And when I used to live in San Diego, our um, over-the-line team, our OTL team name was Schmegma Farm. Oh, yeah. And our other buddy's name, it was um, Eat the Peanuts Out of My Shit. And it's so fun when you hear on, like, the big thing. It's like, eat the peanuts out of my shit. You're playing Schmegma Farm on three. Okay. <laughs> no one's been to San Diego. I know. Have you? Have you been? Yeah, I love a bow. My God, there was one year. I'm I'm just gonna take just one sec to tell a story. So there was one year where um I was on a team and oh my God, I was terrible because I can't I, can't, I have no hand eye coordination, but I accidentally had four sparks. Remember when sparks were legal? I had four sparks before noon. I had four sparks before noon, and I'm watching all these games and I'm in the Jimmy Buffett tent and I'm like behind the Jimmy Buffett tent and I'm vomiting like orange stuff on the ground and like these people came by in a in a, uh, what's it called, a, a golf cart, and they pointed and laughed, and they're like, oh, girl, oh, my goodness. Over the line, I really, I took it over the line. Four sparks before noon, starting at 7.30. Woo! Woo! What is sparks? What is sparks? Sparks is four loco before four loco. So now, like, one, two, three, four loco, we're crazy. No, before that, it was sparks. It was in a, it was in a silver can, and it had, it had, um, yeah, it's, it but it was, Silver can, it had orange, and it had orange, it looked like a battery. Oh my God. And then, they, and it was a, it was, oh, it was so good. And I used to go to my favorite bar, and they put it on ice, and I got to drink it with a straw. That's how I drove people home. Oh my God. Like, after, I know, I'm sorry. That's why I'll never drive a car again. I'm a responsible, I'm a responsible drunk. I realized when I, when I got my, finally, my first DUI. After I flipped a car, after I flipped a car three times and I woke up and then I passed like the sobriety test, they're like, you smell like booze. <laughs> and they're like, you have point, uh, zero, three. Anyways, I had so much alcohol in my system and I had a terrible DUI, but I had to go to these classes and then they were like, so how are, what's your plan? And I said, I'll never drive a car again because I'm a responsible adult. I'm not going to fucking stop drinking, you assholes. I'm just never going to have kids and I'm never going to drive a car. I'm fucking safe. I get to party. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Your lives are boring and stupid. I get to party every night for free because I do comedy and I get paid in drinks. And that's how I formed my life. And I get free weed. And everyone can fuck themselves, except for Chad, because he's amazing. And, he, and listen to my brilliant buddies. Yeah. And thank you all for being here. And um, I love your, give it up for Blanche, the dog, who's been hanging out here the whole time, like a champion. And all the comedians you've seen. And I'm sorry I've been off the rails tonight. I drank a little too much wine. <laughs> but um, thank you for being here. Bye, bye, bye. Go to uh, Neck of the Woods or wherever. I'm the traveler. I go place to place. They see my face, then I'm gone. Traveler, always on the move, making power moves, devouring the grooves, going city to city with the illest force, expanding the globe like wild world of sports. I go to Japan with plans to slam. I go to Spain and England. Show one of my favorites here at the station. I go to it's all about surfing. Might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we gotta serve somebody. And Bill. Under
understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Since 1971, the San Francisco Tenants Union has been fighting for the rights of tenants and for the preservation of affordable housing in San Francisco. Starting from the struggle for rent control in the 1970s, the Tenants Union has been the city's leading advocate for tenants. The Tenants Union is supported by membership and counseling donations, and this enables advocacy to be uncompromising and not influenced by pressures from government or other funders. It is a 501c4 since it campaigns for political candidates, so generally donations are not tax deductible, although large donations may qualify. Please visit WFTU.org for more information. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Mutiny Radio. FM. Saturday. Noon to two. Every Saturday. All music. All night. ACLU of California reminds us that we have the right to speak out. Both the California Constitution and the First Amendment to the United States Constitution protect our rights to free expression. There are many questions we face when we decide to organize and speak out. Do we need a permit? Are there limitations? Or when or when can we not demonstrate? What about civil disobedience? For all of this information, please check out ACLUNC.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Alex! Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives they're smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. 
From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And... Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. insatiable appetite for all things in life, who scream at nothing and everything at the same time, who dance till sunup, who cause the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and awe on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and our passion 
who catapult over cliffs in the name of revolution, who would rather die than fall in line to conform, who constantly challenge the norm, who greet each and every day as if just born. I say to you, I know your greatness, the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact, and in fact, I know it best when I say to you, I love you. Let's watch a full-length Song. I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Yes, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie with, on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Ready to go. Very excited about this film. Oh, you are so enthusiastic about today's movie. <laughs> we watch a full length movie on YouTube. There's a lot of movies on YouTube stuff I read about, and now they're available. And some movies, Carl... Uh, they're so atrociously bad. There's no way you can watch them on your own. You need some company. So what we offer is our podcast uh, and also a live stream show. Basically, we pick a movie from YouTube. You listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. Oh, man. And Carl, we do stream. We're right now on radio.fm uh, every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard. Uh, and then in the Midwest, you can figure it out. You got it. It's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, why? We figure it out. And uh, rest of the world, oh, we are international. So uh, as our main sponsor, we stream our show first on Sundays. Then we drop as a podcast by the acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's why we mentioned it up front. We'd love for you to subscribe if this is your first time. And we're also on YouTube, uh, on our YouTube channel, <laughs> L-W-A-F-L-M. O-Y-T. <laughs> so go to YouTube, and uh, we want you to get ready. Carl, what is the movie this week? We're going to watch Hardly Working 1980. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Hardly Working 1980. Right. Yeah. If you type in Hardly Working and then hit return, it's probably a song from the last 30 years. <laughs> or like some viral video that has nothing to do with the <laughs> All right. So, and who uh, is hosting this movie which yeah that's a tough one it's called Klazina Schouten I guess it's German K Friends on YouTube. I wrote this song. Speed. 
are sad sheets. I'd like to pee outdoors. You should follow me on Twitter. Let's watch. It's jokes to Carly. Not duh like duh. Oh, that's funny. It's duh like French. So it's jokes to Carl. Follow me now. Watch full late movies on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Let's watch full late movies on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Carl's friend. Uh, I like uh, dancing in the park. Watching Tony Stark and Billy the Bark. Let's watch full length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. All right, welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let's watch a full length movie, and I'm ready because it's the old switcheroo this episode. Oh, we, we have a lot. We're very excited for you to be listening. Perhaps you listen here on mutinyradio.fm, our San Francisco affiliate <laughs> internet radio uh, station managed by Pam Benjamin, great comedian. There's great shows on mutinyradio.fm. We want you to check them out. We're on every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you can Venmo them at Mutiny Radio. If you want to listen to us on a podcast uh, after you donated, of course, you can check us out by our acronym. That's the important part, Carl. Yeah. We are watch a full night movie on YouTube, unless you're going to iTunes or your uh, Zombie Mot or whatever podcast thing you have. You need to find us at L W A F L M O Y T. You can miss our graphic. Currently, it's a black block of no graphic. Or it'll be the Muni Radio uh, logo if we're lucky this week. But we are on uh, your podcast services, so uh, we hopefully you have subscribed or will subscribe. Our premise, Carl? Yeah. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. With you. With you. Michael Spiegelman and Carl. So we want you to go to YouTube. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. These are movies that I've read about. Trust me, I've read about this one. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, that's all I did. I had to learn about this movie through a book. But now, thanks to YouTube, these movies are on there. This guy posted this movie five years ago, six years ago. So now I can see it. I don't have to read about it. But we want to make this an experience for you. So we are going to watch this movie with you in real time. Because usually the movies we pick, it helps to have someone in the room with you. Yeah. And we want you to listen to our podcast and watch the movie on mute uh, at the same time. And uh, maybe it's a little too difficult. Do not worry. <laughs> yeah. Go to YouTube yeah, and the channel L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And Carl has spent a sense of time syncing yeah. up podcasts with the movie so you can experience it without, you know, trying to get the timing right. <laughs> ad pops up. You know how these things work. <laughs> uh, so we are going to do it. Now, Carl mentioned a, a switcheroo. We are doing yeah. a, one of our topsy-turvy episodes. Carl actually is an unsung hero of this episode. And I learned that the hard way the last 10 days because he, I give him a movie title and he goes, okay. And, uh, yeah, 
watches it, and then he watches it again, and he yeah. watches it four times, which is tough when... Uh, <laughs> it sucks. And you, then you have to go on the internet like you care. And, like, you can't just do it from IMDb and Wikipedia. That's just cheating. you got to go deep into, like, search 10 and find people's opinions and interviews and behind the scenes and blah, blah, blah. Something to talk about. It's tough. Right. Well, so once in a while, uh, especially if I pick Biodome, there's a moment where Carl's brain breaks and I go ahead and do it. Carl suggests the movie. I, this movie coming up, I decided to do the research because <laughs> it's because for what it is. And Carl said, oh, yeah, thanks, man. I just sat through fucking full body yeah. massage for Mimi Rogers. I think I'm done. Yeah. So Carl took a break, and I watched this movie five times. And honestly, I didn't have the research that Carl did. I never got a lick of that. And to be fair, it was beyond – it was Wikipedia and French Wikipedia that uh -huh. I, I gleaned a lot of information from, uh, just tidying up my facts. But, Carl, uh, what movie are we watching this week? We are watching The Defective Detective, the, 1984. The Defective Detective, 1984. The channel we like is not Give the Kid a Chance. It's Give the Chance a Kid. No spaces. Ooh, a little wordplay there. So Give the Chance a Kid is going to be hosting yeah. The Defective Detective, which is actually French movie, uh, Refines Moi. <laughs> which is roughly hold me back or I'll do bad. But in Australia, this movie was never released in America, but the American titles are To Catch a Cop or The Defective Detective. And we do have this, that's an Australian title too. Listen, we're just beating around the bush. This is a 1984 movie starring Jerry Lewis that was shot in France. I never even heard of this movie until this year. I'm yeah. so excited. Oh, and it was one of two French movies that Jerry uh, starred in. Did not direct, but he starred in them. And uh, one of the agreements was that they're not released. <laughs> and thanks to YouTube and the fact that Jerry passed in 2017, uh, they're here. We can see them. How exciting. Yeah. So we want you to go ahead and use in the title The Defective Detective. And please, give the chance a kid is, <laughs> is the channel. Uh, when you find it, click the link and then hit pause. And then I want you to please uh, move the timer to zero, zero, zero and just keep it there. Uh, full disclosure, I am watching this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> already. I'm watching this already. Uh, I'm editing this out. No, I'm leaving it. No. It doesn't matter. Oh, well, well, let's, uh, doesn't matter because I will figure this out because right now I'm really excited. We're going to make sure we want you to hit pause, get to zero, zero, zero. And when you hear go, hit go. Now you're going to hear go from a celebrity comedian who is part of our weekly. This is again, produced by Carl. Yeah. Celebrity comedian countdown. Right. Carl a comedian friend, uh, or colleague or better, or, you know, maybe this guy is not as good as Carl. Uh, it doesn't matter. I haven't seen it, but I love hearing it. Uh, and so we're very excited. So, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Joe Polizzotti. Welcome, Joe. 
Thanks for uh, thanks for having me, dude. I appreciate you. Now we are good friends in comedy. Uh, we've been uh, doing it a, a while uh, at the same mics and at the same shows. But what's exciting is we went out to Ohio together. Uh, we went to what crackpots? Yeah, uh, Maslin. Yeah, it was near Akron. Right. Yeah. And, and, and we had, a, there were two shows out there. I think you hosted one of them. Yeah. Uh, were, were you happy with your trip? Were you glad that we brought you along? Yeah. Yeah. So I initially, I, I was only going to do it because I had uh, booked something in Chicago and something in and uh, Chicago kind of fell through, which was kind of surprising for me. So I just ended up canceling Indianapolis. And to make it worthwhile, I ended up booking something in Pittsburgh. So that I, right, I was going to mention Pittsburgh. That's where you ended up going. You didn't drive with us. You met us there because of Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, I, I was hoping I would you know, book other stuff on the road so I didn't just drive to Ohio and then turn around. But, you know, I had fun in Ohio, so it would have been the worst. But, uh, yeah. you know, I just, you know, I wanted to double dip a little bit. And then I had so much fun in Pittsburgh that, you know, you get that performer's high where it's like, Oh man, like I can't wait to do this again. Like we're doing it in two months, and I convinced the booker to do it next month. Like, you gonna come back? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna come back. And then I realized, like, ah, like on the ride home, I'm like, oh, I really gotta do this ride again in a couple of weeks now. But you know, when I had a lot of fun, I did the most time I'd ever done out in Pittsburgh the next time out there. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Now you did the most time you ever did, but what I'm most impressed about you is the uh the number of people that you've been in front of, like I've been in front of 120 people, right? Yeah. This happened at the Moose Lodge in Clifton, right? Okay. So, but I was excited about it. And you go, oh, yeah, you know, I've done more than that. So what's the highest number you've been in front of? Um, 850. That was, that was one time. I've, I've, done, <laughs> <laughs> I've done 250 probably like 15, 20 times now. Uh-huh. And that's more fun in my opinion. You can be like still semi-intimate with the crowd you can make references to somebody you know two rows back and they might get with 850 people it's just uh chaos and not something you can really control as much and it was just it was not fun for me i mean i i talk about all the time about how i bombed for 850 people i don't (laughs) don't talk you know what i mean but yeah yeah but But, you don't bomb in front of 250 people right i mean those shows are i mean you i don't see how you could be intimate but if, if you a little bit more, I mean, it's not it's not like you know a bar show where you know you can you know you know hear somebody drive. I mean, you can still hear stuff, but like it, it's. it's I'm not doing 250 people, you know. In you know, I'm doing it in like a club where it's it's set up for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a sold out show. I have to be getting a guest spot or I'm featuring or, or whatever. Um, so it's it's uh, it's set up for it where like everything just just works out. You know, they're all there for comedy. It's not just, you know, then you get dragged along for uh-huh. whatever, for a dinner and they're all oh, there's comedians here. Okay. Like this was, you know, they're all there to, to see somebody and it's never yeah. me. <laughs> now you, okay. So you, you're a Jersey boy. You grew up yes. here, but uh, you spent a bunch of time in Chicago. Um, you were involved with Second City up the, out there. Tell us when this happened. Tell us what went on out there and, and how it got you, you know, into comedy or, or or maybe I'm wrong about it getting you into comedy. No, no. So I have been doing comedy like seven years, uh, mainly in New York, just like hit mics and like odd shows here and there in New York, like bar shows and stuff. Um, and then there was this online competition through the Laugh Factory. Um, mm-hmm. 
that you had to post like a post up a joke, and if uh, the Laugh Factory selected you, you had a chance to win a round trip flight, and uh, they would pay. They'd give you like meal tickets, and then you get two paid sets at Laugh Factory in Los Angeles, which uh-huh. I thought was really cool. So I put myself in. My buddy put himself in, and it was just you know a lot of good comics around the country. Just a minute, and I was fortunate enough to make the finals, and I was really you know excited about that. And then small comedy world, the girl who ended up winning, she's really funny. Um, me and her took, an, uh, she happened to be in this uh, sketch writing class I took in like 2010 and at, okay. um, at Upright Citizens Brigade in New York. And I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to take sketch writing again. And my buddy has this place in Chicago that'll let me rent out, you know, so I might as well just, so I just signed up on a whim for, for sketch writing and TV writing classes at Second City. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it all kind of fell together. And I really uh, loved living in Chicago, but I just didn't like performing comedy out there. And I'm, I'm real glad I uh, kind of found a home in the Jersey scene now. Yeah, you're glad that you came back. I mean, I, I was, I made a lot of good friends out there. One of my one of my best friends in comedy, he's a touring comic, and he uh, he's in Nashville all the time. He was just in, uh, in Brooklyn and Manhattan this past week, and now oh. he's in D.C. But I, I drove up to Brooklyn, or down, I guess, uh, to Brooklyn, to uh, see him and we hung out till like three in the morning just bullshitting and it was just it was great it was just you know good to just you know talk to like-minded people you know i love nothing more than that now Um, how can people find you out there on the interwebs you know social media or website how do people you know go find joe paul lazati i mean they got to be able to spell my last name right first which is a big setback um (laughs) i guess some jerk took my uh my tag that i wanted to use um well, it's P-O-L-I, Paula, P-O-L-I, then two Zs, and then O-T-T-I, Adi, right? P-O-L-I-Z-Z-O-T-T-I. But how do people find you? Like, what are you on Instachat and Snapchat? I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I don't really use Facebook, but I'm on Instagram. And that's it right now. I'm working on making it TikTok finally. I'm going to finally cave. But just for, like, my stand-up clips, I just, I just filmed a really a set I'm really proud of last week. And I just put it up on YouTube uh, last night, and I'm going to actually post about it on Instagram now, which is not something I normally do. Because I like, if I'm going to send out um, a tape or anything like that, it's it's for for bookers normally. Like I don't care, if, you know, who sees it; they're not going to book me in that sense at this mm-hmm. point. You know. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I you know I, I'm on Reddit a lot. Um, well, what's your post- tag on? What's your uh, name on Instagram? Uh, Joe Palazzotti, it's just my name. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. I Once wanted again, to go with Joe Pope the show, but somebody took it. I don't want to like message him. It's a hundred bucks for it, but <laughs> Joe Pope for show. That would have been good. Would have been good. Oh, All right. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, one last time. It's P O L I Z Z O T T I. Correct. I mean, people know to spell it soon, yeah, but Oh yeah. For it's now. like Schwarzenegger, right? By the second film, they're going to be saying Palazzotti. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, Joe, now I got to tell you, everybody, everybody's at home, mostly in San Francisco, but who cares? Everybody's at home, poised to press play at the exact same time as we do in the studio. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. So why don't you go ahead, while press play at the same time, Joe Palazzotti, give us that. Comedian, celebrity comedian countdown. All right, everybody ready?
You want to grab a drink real quick at the bathroom? Too late. All right, you missed out. You ready? Three, two, one, go. All right. Well, here we go. It's Jerry Lewis. And that's Carl playing an early role when he was a bird. This music is horrible. So uh, the music is horrible. Uh, I don't wish this music on anybody, honestly. Like, if I had a friend who had a, I don't like and had a wedding, I wouldn't even ask the band to play this song. That's how much I hate this song. I so saw Bell Blank's name. No, that's, uh, that's Miguel. So this guy, I... This is the reason I got obsessed by this movie. It's Michael without an A, so it's Michael, okay. okay. and it's Blunt. And this guy, man, he is like a French superstar. It's insane that he's connected with Jerry Lewis. Mm -hmm. uh, as you can tell, they're playing up the Jerry Lewis image. This the animation. Smiley face. Yeah, it looks like that caricature of Jerry Lewis that he's used throughout the decades. Of it. You know what I mean? I have a friend who has a tattoo on that. And uh, so it's funny because it's saying Jerry, the actor, is flying to France to appear in this movie. But for the sake of the movie, it's the character. Oh, look, Laura, Betty, I love you, Carmel. Uh, but, you know, in this movie, it's about a cop, a Las Vegas cop named Jerry Logan. Look, Star Wars. See? Get the kids. Jerry Logan. Okay. Did you see that? That's a Star Wars yeah. reference. Yeah. Jerry did a Star Wars reference. 84, so that came out in 77? Yeah, so it was Empire at that point. Right. No, no, it was probably the whole trilogy was over. So everyone would be in context. He doesn't even need a plane. He's standing in the middle of the air, and he's, mm -hmm. he's playing piano on top of a cloud. Obviously, the plane is just there because it's a fuck buddy or something. I don't know. But he, <laughs> it's his character, Jerry Logan, and he's a cop from Las Vegas, and he's flying into France to visit his ex-wife, and his ex-wife's current husband, Miguel Bunk, is going to pick him up. Okay. Uh, I, should, I should mention that Carl and I uh, worked together on a public access sketch comedy show called Fish Burgers in 1989 to 1991, and it aired in, on, in New Jersey Cable. And uh, some of these sketches, Carl, I wish we were there. Okay, so here <laughs> is a famous opera singer and her oh. entourage. And he's like, and there's even, oh, she gets flowers. She's coming to France. Now, here is, you recognize him from the animation? Jerry. Jerry. Uh, 1984 Jerry. And he is not only causing a scene, dirt as a scene, he is also going to catch eye of the opera singer, who he loves. He falls in love with her. He's a fan. He's a fan. No, he's he's actually pulling out of his Adidas bag a cassette player tape of her, and he's playing it. Hey, you're the opera lady, opera lady. I'm playing you on the cassette. It's a the portable. It's a portable. It was a, you like that? <laughs> and this is now, like uh, I I have to tell you, like I did all my research. None of it on the director. None of it on the female lead. Uh, none of none of it on the opera singer and the whole fucking subplot of that shit. Look, I gave you my brooch. You gave her a hair scrunchie. <laughs> so he's, now he's more than just a smit fan. He's sort of smitten with her. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He and I think like uh, if he was in the baggage claim, he must have already landed. So she was not on his flight. She just landed. So he must have got it, saw her, went into his Adidas, blue Adidas bag, 
and pulled it out. All right. So I, I smell a wacky bit coming. Well, you saw the entire entourage got through there without a hassle. Right. They didn't get stopped. And now we're going to get stopped. I want you to check out all the bags. Now, by the way, these, these characters come back. Oh, this is like slapstick Jerry and bitter, nasty Jerry in this movie. It's great. You, do you, are you a fan, Carl, of uh, Jerry Lewis? Um, that's a very complicated question. He has definitely made me laugh many, many times. He's got good movies, especially in the 50s. But he's a meanie, and, and he lost his brain thinking this stuff was funny. Now, look, that was really funny how he did the hat. Yeah. That was hilarious. Okay, we need to get some audio. So this is Michael Block, and I think he's doing his own English. He said, you married, I'm the, I'm the new husband. So she married you? He goes, yes. And so he just dumps the bag there. Right? And he's like, oh, you want me to pick up the bag? You left the bag? Oh, is it for me? Okay, I'll carry the bag. <laughs> now, I'm sorry, Carl, why I brought up fish burgers, but they just fucking ace us everything we did. Okay, he just walks right up to the car, right? He right. puts it in, and now you see that a scene is going to happen. The right? awkward singer still? As he's walking right up to the door, and then here he comes, and he says, it's not my car. <laughs> so oh, this is actually, this is his car right here. It's a piece of shit. Uh, it's got no shocks. No, shocking, shockingless. Nothing shocking. Maybe, maybe that's the wrong, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's like the chassis not secured to the, uh, you know, the frame plate, whatever it's called, the bottom. So Jerry just ripped out a piece of the map. He said, now you can't go anywhere. <laughs> That's funny. How about that? It's rocking like a boat. That's funny. Putting the door uh, on wrong. Yeah. He makes a scene. I, the thing about Jerry that gets me is that his comedy is that the scene happens because he goes into a space and causes a scene. You know, he knocks things over. Mm -hmm. And it could be anywhere. Oh, check it out. This is totally Fishburgers. He's eating animals and, and uh, fucking candy. Wow. He's watching the game on TV at his apartment, right? Mm -hmm. This is a really nice French house. So it's soccer because it's France. Right, right. So he's not watching, like, football. And hey, look at that French candy he's eating. The fuck is that? Is that like uh, caramel or? It looks like hard. I don't know. But is it crunchy? Is it like those soft wafer? Now, do you think kids watching this will get it? With did you, you remember how shitty the reception was there? Oh, I dude, mean, this... it was radio. It was radio with, of pictures. Oh right. Oh, you're talking about the the televised vision of uh, yeah. COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so, you know, you have to get oh, a TV. No, we... Yeah. And so he's like, they're very deadpan, right? They're very hateful to each other, but they, they have, like, great comedic timing. And you want some candy, Jerry? Oh, oh, it's good. A French candy, what's better than American candy? And uh, Jerry's like, okay, here, I can fix your problem. You can watch the game, but I need you to hold this. And Carl, I need you to just keep walking back. You want me to keep walking back? That's right, Carl. Keep walking back. <laughs> watching fish burgers. Uh, Mike, can I stop? No, I keep going. Okay, so this this is actually kind of funny, too. This guy is a famous actor. He's short. Uh -huh. So he's like, okay, 
It's good. It's good. Okay, lift it up higher. Higher. <laughs> you want it higher? Yeah, I guess higher. Look, it goes higher. Uh, no, oh, higher. Yeah, a little higher. <laughs> so what is it? What is our divinity vector does? <laughs> Just a little bit higher. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie would be great if it was just this for 90 minutes, right? It's like Daddy's <laughs> with, with Mark Wahlberg and, and Will Farrell, right? It's just, that's all you need. But I, I guess like one of their movies, it goes off on a weird tangent. There's an entire different movie in this film, and then I can't make heads or tail of it, Carl. I'm not as good as you. This movie was called Jerry's Super Yakata in Finland. Hold me back or I'll have an accident in Canada. In Spain, it was Argoname Si Puedes. And then also in German, Germany, it was Jerry the Total Vitnakipti Cop. I know you know German, so you understand. Okay, so he, he meets finally meets his ex-wife who came flew across the world. And he <laughs> says to her, oh, lollipop. And the his her current husband goes lollipop. What? What does that mean? I don't know. He licks her pussy. Maybe she sucks his cock. What? Why, why, why would you call your ex-wife lollipop? Oh, that's just like an affectionate candy name. Oh yeah. Oh okay. All right. Nothing sexual. Okay, so they're ex-husband and wife. So why do they like each other? Oh, that's the thing that gets me. Like she's a film director. Now all three of these guys are film directors. And her first film she directed was in 1999. And I didn't have a chance to, to research anything about Charlotte. Uh, gave uh -huh. her whatever her name. But he got her presence. But look, there's the boom mic. You see it, dude? Looks like a penis. Yes, I did. Yes, I did see it. All right. I think also there's, uh, you're going to see cock in this movie too. So there's two boom mic shots. So that's one <laughs> of them. Okay. <laughs> you're going to see tits in this movie too. <laughs> Yeah. It'll be a close up of her and then it'll dip into the by her head and get, get it out of there. Get that out of the pull shot. It up, it up. It's not professional. <laughs> Can we get some professionalism in the shot and please will you stop dangling that over? I am trying to feel the talent. So his other movie came out in ninety four, it was called uh How'd You Get In? We didn't see you leave, and it's supposed to be even worse. Uh and I, I don't but this one, you know. It's pretty bad. I don't know. So there's a lot to say about Jerry Lewis. I mean, I think what I wound up doing all my research, Carl, was watching Jerry on YouTube being interviewed throughout the decades. Oh. You know, I had a former friend who had these video cassettes called Super Jerry, and it was just hours and hours of Jerry Lewis being a complete pompous ass on during his telethon and, and interviews on TV. Yeah, see, this is what I mean, like, when you watch him in black and white, he's funny, he's new, he's fresh, he's a comedian. And then when you watch him like in uh, Rupert Pupkin, what is it? Um, oh, The King of Comedy, which is, King this of, was like two years before this movie. Yeah, I, I, I really like him in that, but he's being an asshole in that. That's why I liked it, because he was being yeah. real. You know? So, there are yeah. other times you see a performance of his and they're great. But meanwhile, you know the truth about him, how impatient he is, what a starstruck person he is. And Well, he, he had like, a, he was not a good father. Wacky, I mean, wacky, wacky. Oh, yeah, right. So this is what I'm saying. It's like a scene. He was on the roof. He overheard his ex talking about his wife, thinks it's kind of sexual. 
tried to spy. He's dangling up there. So they're going to help. Don't worry. I got you. Uh, you know what he just said? He said, oh, your team won. <laughs> I don't care about the score right now. I'm dangling from uh, Eve. From Agatha. Wow. You know, he should have fallen by now. Your your fingers can't, right? The blood uh, runs out of them. And wait, Jerry's sick. option is also unrealistic. You don't grab someone underfoot like that. When they're how, would you, how would you save him? Because if you held him by his feet like that and he let go, he would, even if you held <laughs> him, he would bonk his head. I would say, buddy, looks like you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's what I mean. Now he's like, for no other reason than because of this movie. Now Jerry Lewis is hanging off of him. Yeah, because the thing is, you wouldn't make that choice. It's you're going to die if you do that. (laughs) (laughs) Pull him down. She just takes off. She's like, whatever. I'll go get my broom. Oh, we don't see a payoff. No, no, they're back in bed now. It's over. Yeah, we don't get a payoff. That's wrong. That that move that was set up to for an event to occur right then. Them falling or something. It was like they were done. And see. <laughs> the, the joke awesome. was she shakes her head and goes upstairs to help. Goes on the roof to help. He uh he uh Jerry, Jerry Lewis, so this is interesting because King Comedy brought him back. You know, like he he was making movies it was like Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis were the biggest pop culture phenomenon. And you got to give credit to that. Uh, and that was like 45 to, they had a show on, on TV. They did eight shows a night and, you know, people credit their hotel rooms, but they were on the Colgate comedy hour, which is on Tubi right now. You could check right. it out. They, okay. they just riff. They're in tuxedos and, you know, Jerry holds a cigar, a cigarette, like a German soldier in a world war two movie. And suddenly they're doing world war two German Nazi jokes, you know, like <laughs> it's it's unhinged, and he's like this young. All right, cat. let me check it out. What's it called? Colgate Comedy Hour, and it's a. Uh, oh. It was supposed to be different hosts on Sunday, but it was so popular with Dean, Dean and uh, Jerry that they just uh, they kind of became the flagship of it. Yeah, oh. just watch a random episode from a random year. You know, they don't have to be meticulous. They don't have every episode anyway, but. Uh, but, now is it Colgate as in the the toothpaste and they were yeah, being cold? Yeah, Colgate as the toothpaste. But you know, so they broke up and then Jerry they made movies and then Jerry continued making movies and then he started a deal with Paramount where he got away from the producer he had and he directed movies and those movies are great, you know. And then he kept making movies and they were bad and great. And he left Paramount and then the last film I saw him around that era was like 1970, which way to the front, which is that this guy looks like Hitler. So they're going to have him. No, he looks like Hitler's uh, lieutenant. So the uh, government wants him to go and pretend to be this guy and talk to him. Oh. <laughs> and uh, it's terrible. And then in 1972, he did the the day the, cra- the clown cry, which is a, a famous, movie. famous. Right. Yeah. You know, and all I have to say about that movie is that when Jerry died in 17, he made an agreement with the, uh, uh, what's it, the Smithsonian, the National Archives, okay. to make that movie publicly available 100 years after his death. So if you're listening right now, it is 2117. Congratulations. You finally oh, 
the day the clown cried. You no longer have to resort to Harry Shearer's antidote of seeing it and describing it to Spy Magazine. You know, you can actually see it. So wow. that's a, I want to live for another 100 years, Carl. That would be great if it really was. People are listening to us right now in 2117. Yeah. We first want to apologize for all our jokes, but at the time, <laughs> it was uh, okay. But you he, guys uh, should take your holographic, you know, you should reconfigurate the flabulator and get out to get, get the... Reconfigurate the flabulator. Right. I'm talking to people in 2117, so... And then you can anti-gravity the whole disc of the thing, put it oh, in... Yeah, the, the, oh, look, Jerry Lewis exclusive, a urinal shot. Oh, Leave me another Jerry Lewis movie. Wait. Family Jewels. Family this, Jewels have a urinal. Now, this, this, is, yeah. now this is a first-person shot. So this is not Jerry. It's this guy. Now, this is the part I don't understand. He's a cop for, for France, right? Okay. Guy, uh-huh. But he has crook, that gets corrupt cops he works for. And this corrupt cop wants him to either be undercover and try to do this art forgery deal or he's corrupt and he wants Miguel to uh, do it for him. Okay. So he's saying like, I want you to get to these art forgers and they are the opera singer. She's an art forger. Yes. Or something like that. They, they sell forgeries okay. or they smuggle art. They're art smugglers. It's some, I don't, I Carl, I saw this movie four okay, times. But I got you. There's like, a criminal element, like a little mini conspiracy, and they're making some money. They're on to him, and this cop wants him to get in there. But it could be for good reasons or bad reasons because he's corrupt. But we don't know if the little guy is corrupt. It's so, as an audience member, I don't know. Look at this. I love Jerry. Watch Jerry. He saved the day. Sauces the day. Hey, Jerry saved the day. <laughs> oh, Interesting. Hey. Then you got to put down the, the waiter. Yeah, the waiter was really stupid. So now he just hates him. Look, I mean, he talks like, if that's his English accent, he's so funny. This guy, like, he's pretty cool. He, uh, he had a pop song. Right. In 1985. Like Phil like, Collins. He looks like Phil Collins. He, he looks like Phil He was like a French crooner, but it was very kind of new wave. It was Le Mec plus Ultra. So LC. WC then plus ultra, and I have it translated in English, Carl. Ah, so, le mec plus ultra. I know it well. I'm the hottest guy. All the girls are crazy for me. I drop in and have a drink. I leave after having some croissants. Me, I'm the hottest guy. I have a little elastic something. First place in all the surveys. It's not my fault. I turn everyone's head around. Wild. He's the crooner of the ham sandwich, enchanter, the Dean Martin of the canteen, the Sinatra of the bar, the sex symbol of the school playgrounds. I please, nothing to do about it, says his mother, like his mother says. How would I like it if I had my dad's hair? I'm the hottest guy, the king of Kama Sutra, and the night all the family mothers dream that I married their daughter. Oh, him. <laughs> I'm the hottest guy. It's crowded in front of my home. I cannot refuse them all. One has to know about self-sacrifice. Awesome. <laughs> so that's a, uh, and uh, there's a video and it's a television show from the eighties where they have like a fake uh, nightclub and they have tables around with extras smoking cigarettes and suits. And he croons this song about being the king of the school playground or what have you. And uh, eventually they get up and they start dancing with them. 
And then he walks off with the host. So this guy, like, he is like a pop culture superstar. And he he was in a, uh, I wouldn't say sketch comedy, but he was in a theater group in Paris called The Splendid, which I believe is French for The Splendid. And uh, they did like comedic uh, theater, and they kind of—I guess I like maybe it's like Gary Smith. Wait, wait, wait! Lewis, Jerry Lewis tricked him. Yeah, that's right. He hopped back on. Well, they were saying "fuck you." He goes "fuck Mitterrand." To he goes "fuck you." Is that the president at the time? Francois Uh, Mitterrand. Yeah. Okay. So now we go back to the plot. So this is where the 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 evil guy gets out of his car, and you know this beautiful countryside. And uh, the opera singer is it the is south there. of France? What's that? Is it the south of France? Everyone goes, oh, the south of France. Yeah, maybe it is south of France. <laughs> I just want, I'm the hottest guy. The <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he's really good. So, your research, not location. That was, so I spent all my time watching that music video over and over again. That was from 85. This Very is 84. Nice. Look at this computer setup. Outdoor computer with the laptop. Oh. Honor. Yeah, it couldn't be a laptop. It has oh. to be like a Lisa. Yeah, that's right. Maybe it's an Amiga. Ooh, do you think it's an Amiga? <laughs> the French sensation? Commodore. There's nothing on the screen. He's got two floppy disks. Well, this five no five inches. Wait, Mike, what was the floppy? Five and a quarter? What was it? Yeah, it was five and a quarter, wasn't it? The floppy disk? The five and, yeah, and they were floppy, man. Yeah, man, you would get a floppy disk of a video game for Toys R Us, and you would use your second disk drive on your Commodore 64 to copy it onto a... a uh, right. And then you a would... A data disk? Yeah, and then you would return it saying, I didn't like this game. Can I get my $60 back? <laughs> this Le Splendid was a theater group in the 70s, and it produced a lot of like famous French directors and actors including him. He was the first one to leave the group. But uh-huh. before he left, they made movies that kind of like kicked ass. And there's a really interesting trilogy that I want to see. The Bronzes, I guess. It's like the Tan People. This okay. The third sequel that came, it, two of them came out in France in the late 70s. And then the third one came out in 2006. And in America, it's called French Fried Summer 3 Friends Forever. So, you know, whatever. L-E-B-R. Mike, Mike, wait, wait, wait. What What are they, like, there's something going on that's important here. What yeah, are okay, ha- so... Happen about? All right, so this guy has a really cool new way outfit, right? That thin tie? How cool yeah. Is that? Yeah, all right, so that's a plot point. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. This is the thing. I, I, you can't hear them. They suck at speaking English. They suck at recording this movie. I don't know the mechanics of the... Of the but they're the villains. Well, okay, yeah, okay. Those are the villains, and they they had a meet. So I think what they said was, yeah. why don't we need to get our art to Las Vegas? Maybe okay. we can smuggle it into a suitcase of someone going into Las Vegas. And like Jerry, who is a cop yeah. from Las Vegas, and okay. I think that the French cop has to smuggle it in for him because of the corrupt cop said it because the corrupt cop works for Opera Singer mm-hmm. and Tommy Tutone. <laughs> oh, here okay. comes Jerry. See, so he hid the art in there already. Because he, he, he doesn't he care. He, he, he just hid the art in Jerry's stuff just now? Yeah, in the blue Adidas bag. Okay. 
the blue. The bottom and he doesn't care because he hates Jerry. He just wants this fucker to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course he does. I mean, it's the ex-husband, but she still likes him. I don't get it, but I would be jealous too. He directed um, this guy, Michael Monk. He's a famous director, but his first movie came out in 1984 when this film came out. Mm-hmm. Which I find really interesting. Like Jerry did this for the money, I would figure, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, why these guys are doing it? It just—it just shows this guy can do anything. To work with Jerry Lewis, maybe. Yeah, to make this this stupid comedy. Wow. Le kiss, le peck, le peck on the, the other le, le peck, <laughs> le peck on the cheek, and then the peck on the other side of the cheek. <laughs> there you go. He's gonna oh. talk fuck. He lied to his wife in a way because he's. You no, know, this house, this house she lives in, uh, her uh, was uh, she got from her late aunt, and. Uh, he goes, how can you live in this place? Uh, what's he do? And he goes, this was from my aunt when she passed away. He goes, oh, why didn't she pass away when we were married? <laughs> but she's great. She's so dead. They're all deadpan in this movie. Okay. I don't think like he wants to even be there. And that's the attitude he has. Is this Black Jesus? Uh, yes, uh, French Black Jesus. <laughs> It's the no. original, no? So we've sleep it in. See? I don't so know how they get if that. If you do the research, most likely, if you just I look at the, the genealogy, this is the Jesus the was a black Frenchman. Oh, right. You know, I didn't look up Jesus in that listing in IMDb, and it was just way too much information on Wiki, especially don't, French Wiki. Don't they call him Jesus from Nazareth? Isn't that true? Come on, it's clearly French. Well, they call him Nazi. Nazi for countries. Walk in the Shade is the English title. I'm, I'm tired of butchering this guy's uh, French okay, title. Okay, so he sees the opera singer. They're just out for a Look, nice... Yeah, it's just a scene. Jerry's making a scene. He loves the opera singer. And then watch. What would you do? Look down? <laughs> so embarrassing. Slurp, slurp. <laughs> Doesn't sleep. Now, this guy is the unsung hero of this movie. The bad guy uh, doing cannonballs. Don't. Eve, forget it. Right? Towards Was that my son, Scott? What's that? Was that my son, Scott, who did the cannonball? <laughs> Remember Scott's when we saw him in Ghost Shark? Scott's the television. His work in 1984's uh, Defective Detective was so funny. Can you let him know? Hey, remember me? I was at the airport, and I'm a big fan. Let's see. And unbeknownst to me, you're smuggling oh, lunch. Boo, <laughs> cannibal. Right, right in there. God bless. Yeah. <laughs> Their plates have been chlorinated. Oh, we need to make a comedy. What can we do? <laughs> uh, how about if I do cannibals? And, hang on, Scott. We're trying to plan out this. Yeah, this it, it has nothing to do with, like, like it's not the the son of the opera singer. Like it's not. It's just incidental. Yeah, it's just this. You know, it's just, he's making a scene. 
one of the things like in the like that book story like every book about uh, not every book but the ones that cover it they all say like coincidence incidental like and it's just perfect timing oh. he's staring at the topless woods <laughs> That's what happens when you look at French titties. You're not supposed to. Your European stuff do that. They do. Now, if it was an American film in '84, yeah. those would have been the most modely rack of boobs. Whoa! Oh. So he he says, "Come over here." He's like, "I won't do it." And then the topless woman says, "They want you to come over." And then this guy says, look, if you, that's funny. The guy up in the tower is like, if you're up here, you can see the boobies better. Yeah, right. I got this. I paid a lot for this. So anyway, I want to introduce you to my ex-wife and he's the current husband and I'm not the current husband, but, uh, you know, here we are. And uh, yeah, so I was married. Uh, <laughs> Scott, you already did it three times. It's comedies in threes. Yeah, that was a fourth, right? Or yeah. was it a third? The first time it went plunk into his drink and he spilled out the drink. The second time it chlorinated the uh, plates the plate. at his dinner. The third time he looked at these movies and then unbeknownst to him he gets splashed by uh, Scott. And, then and it drenched the, the wife too. Yeah, that was funny. Did anything come out of that meeting with uh, Jerry Lewis or just, hi, good to see you again? Well, I don't understand the connection between this is one of those look he eats all the food. He also smells her clothing. This guy is pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know he had no reason to do that. Right? <laughs> he's not Jerry. He's not Michael Buck. But he just fucking steals the scene like doing that. Well, uh, luckily Jerry's not in the room, right? Because then it would have been a threat. Oh right, then he would have had a one up him. He goes off. He's what are they yapping about? Well, this is the plot point that I just can't figure out. Basically, okay. they're going to smuggle art to Las Vegas, and they're using a blue Adidas bag. It's the old movie trope where villains have the same luggage as you, and the movie starts at the carousel. And uh, <laughs> the... Yeah, oops, I picked the wrong loud suitcase. And uh, wait, I can't wait to party. Oh, yeah, let me put on my Bermuda shorts. Zip, 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 a hundred million thousand dollars or in bills or, you know, cocaine. Oh, boy. And then you party. Depends if it was a movie from the 2000s. You would dance in slow motion, right? <laughs> oh, boy, was looking at me. And then uh, the next day, the, the, they come. I got to write this down. I'm wasting this on our, our, our the next podcast. open mic. Yeah, next open no, next movie pitch. What's in the photo? Is it Black Jesus? It's a picture of Jerry. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> so basically, I think they were trying to work with the cop to get this art smuggled to Jerry's blue Adidas bag, which they have a version. I don't get how it's okay, mixed so up. This is now, the same guy who was at the urinal. Right. So I think yeah. he's the crook cop. But so she's probably not a cop if he's always hanging out with the opera singer. Look at his black gloves, so no fingerprints are on his phone. Now, this guy, by the way, like, look how he's dressed. How yeah. fucking cool is he? Like, he's bald headed with a mustache and he's super young, but he also just 
thin as a rail and just wears a white t-shirt and jeans bucket <laughs> during the entire movie. Well, it's it's like from a Boy Scout fucking like canteen or some shit like that. She's wearing mom jeans. They're all terrible dressers. <laughs> I guess they weren't. I don't know. This movie's not very slick, and it's probably just a regular budget. Not. I mean, they they would have. I don't know. A Hollywood movie. You're right. This whole room would have been art directed and lit well and they would be it wasn't lit well. exactly the right stuff you know well one one thing i learned watching movies with you carl is that chances are they're not in a room it's a set you know yeah. like as elaborate as it looks but not like, here here they are in a room they are in a room and you can see the fucking boom mic from the ceiling when they when they shoot it yeah and it's dark and shadowy so um he's heading home now right and so this movie is not even starting luggage this is like 30 minutes into the movie and they're already they already have a new plot kind of grinding out and they're just jerry's done and he's for his sake Blanc's like yeah all right fuck you yeah fuck you jerry all right fuck you oh, fuck you fuck all right oh jerry no future bag don't I plant art that's art in it now this is now this scene is like classic cherry. I would love to get the sound up. He goes, "Okay, guys, strip search me." Should I do it? Remember me? He goes, "Hey, remember me?" Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, you caused a big racket." Okay, get out of here. What? Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Go the day I came in. <laughs> you open up everything. How passive aggressive is this guy? <laughs> here, you took out everything. You remember, Pally? What kind of copy? I was. There's like an air. I was born in Newark. You should be checking this out. Is that hey. the picture? But he, that's the thing. He doesn't pull the picture out. Oh. And they don't search him. They're like, all right, uh, wise guy, get out of here. But what classic angry Jerry, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I could leave the way I came in. You know what, Mike? I'd like to see. Jerry's alive, right? No, 2017. Oh, he died in 2017. Okay, wouldn't you like to see uh, the King of Comedy again? But but it would be that Rupert Pupkin was the guy on the Tonight Show because he got out of jail. Remember, he was, was famous at the end of the film. Right, that's right. Yeah, and then so like Carl, who lives in Clifton, right? Who does open mics, right? Uh -huh. Like he kidnaps Rupert Pupkin. But wasn't it the movie The Joker where he basically, Rupert Pumpkin, becomes whatever yeah. Robert De Niro talk show character is talking? Yep, yep. And he goes psycho on him? If you're saying it's been done, no, I'm talking about, like, The King of Comedy 2. Uh, right. You're right that The Joker was, but he was, yeah, he did, he was at an open mic when he couldn't stop laughing, right? Finally. Yeah, right, he it was terrible. I submit to so Jerry really made like <clears throat> after the, the clown, uh, Day the Clown Cry in 72, he finally got off Percocet, uh, this painkiller in 78, but he, he didn't make a real movie until hardly working, 80. But then uh -huh. he kind of had like a Jerry renaissance. He did a movie called Slapstick of a Different Kind, which we actually watched on this show the first year. This is a kind way of saying Carl was not involved. It was my brother. And it was this unwatchable Kurt Vonnegut uh, adaptation about. Twin aliens, uh, Jerry Lewis and Madeline Kahn. It's just What's it called? 
uh, slapstick of a different kind. It, the the book was the novel is called Slapstick. Yeah, I like, read it, but I don't remember it. It's like psychic alien twins, and in this movie, they're played by Madeline Kahn and Jerry Lewis, and it has a lot of famous people, and it's unwatchable. So he did like a super good movie, right? King comedy completely changed him. Then his slapstick. He did a movie called Cracking Up, which he directed, and it's on uh, Amazon Prime, but not YouTube. Mm-hmm. He did that talk show that week where he was a serious talk show host. And I remember this. It was syndicated for five episodes, and they took it off. Okay, they're like, where's the art? You fucked it up. We're going to trash the house. Wait, what? the art is missing from his bag? Well, he never he never got on the flight. He came back. Well, why? Because he was like, there's these guys, they want to get to my ex-wife, and I don't think this French guy knows what he's doing, so I'm going to help you out. Oh, okay. Ollie. So guys were trying to get at his wife? I don't know why he, like, well, at this point, he does. This the, this scene here, he, he finally like says, I'm going to f- solve this through because I don't want her to get hurt. But I forget the reason why he came back. He, he, he didn't, like, trust okay. shit or something. Okay. So, so he didn't, this movie still continues. He didn't leave halfway, half, one hour, half hour into this film. So you know, and, and, the lights are cut now. But he didn't do much movies during the 80s and 90s. If you see uh, Funny Bones, it's a great film. It's a real brutal film about comedy where Jerry says you need to have talent and son, you don't have talent. Funny Boys? Funny Bones. Okay. It's a great, great movie. He makes great stuff and then he also made Arizona Dreams, a film that we, Arizona Dream, a film that we were going to do. Except it's two hours and and two minutes. Mm -hmm. We never did it. But with Johnny Depp and uh, Jerry Lewis. Johnny Depp. Yeah. It's not a good movie. But, you know, kind of kind of became a Broadway guy, I guess. You know, he did uh, Damn Yankees and he produced his own Nutty Professor musical, which kind of tanked. By the way, she's Jerry only going to work this. Where, does, does Jerry know that about the art yet? That it was on his bag? I know, but he's going to come that this cop is is like set him up the, the husband is yeah he's they're gonna eventually work together not in this scene though they still hate each other they're not gonna kiss right now i think they're gonna do that thing where you, you drill a hole in the bed you uh-huh. stick penises in it that's very jewish yeah that's right this is their first time doing it so they have to drill a hole <laughs> He was born in Newark Beth Israel Hospital, and I, I uh, watched the oh. interview where he goes, and there's a plaque on it, and it says, Holland Tunnel, five act, five blocks. <laughs> that's very funny. Yeah, it's funny. Jerry's, I love Jerry, you know, uh, but oh, I, I know he's a total person. I think the thing is, like, he's influenced everybody we know, like Adam Sandler and uh, Will Farrell and uh, Jim Carrey, they're all little monsters, right? They're all yeah. like Jerry, little tiny Jerry Lewis's, uh, the id gone wild. And then I look at like Donald Trump and I think he also inherited like a lot. Like Jerry had charities, right? As, as condescending and awful as it could be. Multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis, you know, what, $3.6 billion were donated because of him? And whether or not like what his angle was, it was a charity. 
you know? And I, I think that's the difference between him and Donald Trump. Is you know, Trump. there's really billions of dollars that was put into multiple sclerosis. What's up? What's up? Shouldn't we be down to single sclerosis by now? Isn't muscular dystrophy? The dystrophy. Oh, is that what the one it was? Muscular yeah, muscular discography. Disc- <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they the had a stones. lot of hits. Have you ever checked out their discography? Yeah, the, the Rolling Stones has a huge muscular disc- discography. <laughs> yes, uh, French person. Oh, hey, a French bubble. Okay, I'm on my way. Hang on. Does he speak in French? Yes, he does speak in French. Ah, Jean Lemont qui vont très bien ensemble. Now this place looks cool, right? I guess. What is yeah, it? I guess. Look at the trap. It's his office. Oh man, I've seen better movies. <laughs> He's still wearing his fucking t-shirt and jeans. I Good don't night. understand what's going on here. Okay, so now this is kind of opens up that he's not what he seems, that he's actually on the side of the cops when it comes to this crooked operation. Okay, but the thing is, his house was broken into, and right. then there was all that craziness. Where's the art? But Jerry doesn't know about the art, or he does, and then they couldn't find clean. Jerry, Jerry knows there's someone out to get uh, his ex-wife, and but also his okay, ex Why did they leave? Because they didn't find the art? I think he came back because he was just pissed or something. I forgot. Why, no, okay. They, the guys with nylons in their face broke into the house. Wait, can you believe like, that? But for what? To steal the art. Where's the art, right? Can so, you believe that? I, mean, that's I don't think trick. he saw this more. I don't know why they did it. Like, can you fucking believe right. it? They, they so broke. Anyway, all right, fast forward to this scene, okay? Okay, now here comes. Who is he talking to on the phone? The big boss or... Now, so this guy is like, hey, I want you to follow uh, little guy because I don't trust this little guy. I think he's not going to work with us. All right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm coughing already. That that guy in the, in the bed, look at him. Look, look how, like, what a great actor this guy is. He's fucking skidding around, takes his shoes off, and then he's going to pull his, yank his pants off and just get into bed. Right? Here you go. Yank. And say your lines, yank it off, listen, react, react, get it off, get the fuck into bed. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's acting. That is acting. This I guy, really believed that he was getting into bed. You know, do you know like the French Oscars, the, the Caesar Awards, uh-huh. Awards? He was nominated five times for Best Actor. He was nominated twice for Best Screenplay. I love that scene where you really got into bed. Oh, my God. It was like he really wanted to go to sleep. Okay, so what? They hear a noise? That's right. So they go outside the fancy bed. And yeah, it's, you know, I can't. Now now I can't stop protecting my ex-girlfriend-wife. Oh, no. He's Uh, back? uh, Ready? Is he gonna flip? Is he? <laughs> no, <it's> just... <laughs> that was your outfit, right? During the eighties, the red sweater and the, and those like giant yeah. glasses and the short black hair like that. Adam Sandler, he owes he owes a lot to to Jerry Lewis. 
Those movies, Jerry Lewis movies, he makes a scene. You know, he enters the room and he causes havoc, and that's the scene. He's literally making the scene. Right? He threw up yeah, an egg. Yeah, definitely. I was just thinking about Adam Sandler. Like, he really, I mean, uh, it might be similar, but I mean. Well, like the Water Boy? You don't think the Water Boy is like straight out of Jerry Lewis school? No. I mean. Oh, egg on his face. <laughs> oh, what a goofy thing. My toupee. Are we being followed? Oh, really? That that old? Yeah. Old yeah, that's the classic song. movie. They keep turning around. <laughs> I think they, they're going to lose him. Yoink. That's cool, right? So oh. That's cool. Now, this poor slub, right? The rest of this movie is going to be bandages and broken glasses. But, you know, the beginning of it, he's like, what? Oh, missed that. <laughs> She's okay. got to work with the orphans. She works with orphans? Oh, my Yeah, the, well, her boss has no family. It, it's not an orphan. <laughs> oh, you can write that down? I'll write that. Yes, that's, I'm doing that at the open mic. I work... Orphans. My boss. My boss. No, I, it's plural. And his secretary. <laughs> and his secretary. My boss is both, both lost, have, but, but define an orphan. You never knew your parents, right? Both had no parents. I never knew their parents. What? Oh, so there we go. This guy's already broken. I got to tell you, there's just too many cooks in this point, right? You got Jerry, you got Michael Blanc, yeah, the female lead, and then you got this guy. Oh, this is weird. We should sound up for this. Gonna sound up. We're sounding oh, up. Me? Sure. All right. They put the. Are doing it? You ever put an unconscious body in a trunk and it pops out? It makes this noise. <laughs> That's a waterman move. If if the joke isn't working, throw in a boing sound effect. He's he see he's like an angry little boy, right? Like he he's a he's your it. Construnk loved that he's basically Jerry Lewis. You know he can't control it. It's going on. The guy can't fit Jerry. Just can't fit. Now why? Okay, well what? So why yeah. was he shoved into the trunk? Because he was following them. So then he put him with the ex-husband. Yeah, right. He put an ex-husband. Now the ex-husband is going to talk to the bad guy on a park bench because now we're suddenly three days in the condor. And there's also right. a pretty woman on the other side of the park bench who will uh, find Jerry Lewis. Uh, thinks he's flirting. So he's sneaking up to, to listen to this conversation, right? Whoa, 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 what? How did he get there? He followed them. He knows that they're having a secret conversation. There's a woman right there. Right. He wants to sit next to the woman. So he thinks, I don't know, this, this antics is flirting and she's flirting back. But he's really doing it to eavesdrop. Right. You will see, we have the art, and it's going to be at the... Uh, 
Opera House. I don't know the plot, Carl. Okay. I've only seen this movie okay. five times. I okay. swear to God, they don't talk loud enough. There's no subtitles. <laughs> the colors are washed out. <laughs> yeah, right. I know that gets in the way of the plot so bad. Oh, uh, I take up the trash. Look, how crazy is that? There's, the French uh, garbage men are not on a strike. Yeah, for uh, one. Look, look at the feet. They just fucking steal the socks and shoes. Whoa! They are poor, poor garbage men. So why does he want to hide that guy from? See, then he leaves her. What kind of seventies kind of fucking park is that where you have like a little part of the ledge you can climb in and out of? <laughs> the hedge. Yeah, the hedge. Yeah, that's not to say. What did I say, ledge? Yes, and also, what kind of world is it in which there's just some like sort of? I mean, she looks like someone's mom, you know, and you just oh, right. hello, good to meet you. Oh, it's wonderful to meet people in the park. May I flirt with you? Yes, you may flirt with me, of course. Oh, you're an American. Right, yeah, oh, absolutely. No. Right. He's like, what the fuck was that? Okay, so that doesn't really pay off, right? Well, he's not going away. His broken glasses. Like I said, we got to get you to the hospital, buddy. No, but I mean the, the bit. The shtick. There's a guy in the trunk, and he doesn't. He just sort of incidentally falls out of. You know what I mean? It doesn't pay off. Maybe it was like a joke about the French sanitation workers that they're so corrupt that if they see a body in the trunk, they'll steal their sneakers. Now he's gonna. He's like, hey, buddy, take this guy to the hospital. He just fell off the, out of a car. Okay, so that is coincidence. Well, that could be considered a now, funny uh, coincidence, like a coincidence for comedic purposes. But they're in the same circle. But the guy's like, hey, you look familiar. Are we? Do we know each other? No, you're just kind of out of sorts. Oh, yeah, right. I haven't been following you. What are you? Why would you even say I was following you? I didn't say you were following me. It's so funny like to be like a comedic French actor and have to start with Jerry Lewis and be like, you know what? I'm going to fucking walk circle around this motherfucker. <laughs> He's a straight man in my scene. Hey, I don't know what you're talking about. My head hurts from falling out of a trunk. But if you say so, Jerry. He knows the Jackie Chan movies. He's always playing a detective named Jackie. Uh -huh. And it's like this Jerry, but in King of Comedy, he was named Jerry. One of the reasons Marty sort of says he did that was because the scene where he walks around New York City and people are like, hey, Jerry. Right. They were not extras. They were real people. That's very cool. So, you know, they were able to play it up, and it is a play on him as himself. So he did take him to the hospital. So he doesn't know he was the guy following him. Right. And also, okay. he has no son. He goes, uh, is it going to be? Can you believe it? My socks and shoes were stolen by a garbage sanitation worker. That's the joke. Yeah. He would pass out. He'd be the garbage man stole his shit. Yeah, right. He was all the way passed out. He was in the trunk. Yeah, he couldn't even see who did it. Yeah. All right, so now we're almost done. So now we're in the second movie. Did he just give him directions? Uh -oh. okay, so what happened there? Nothing. Nothing for the plot. It was just a funny joke that the guy who was following him, he took him to the hospital. Right. 
Okay, so now that's the art in the famous blue bag. The famous 1984 Adidas bag. Okay, I don't know how they got a hold of the art from from Jerry. Oh, yeah. Is that why they left? Don't say, oh, yeah. Is that why they left the house? Because they had found the art? No. Uh, oh, you mean why those people? I don't know the reason why. Why are they in the possession why of the art? Made, I don't know what that's about. All right. If they've got the art, why can't they take it to Vegas? No, okay. So there's the, but I think Jerry now knows what's in the content of the bag. Okay. Right, here's Jerry. Jerry's the, <laughs> what a, play the waiter. Uh, look at this. The, is the jacket too large for him? Is that part <laughs> of the gag? <laughs> no, it's just, so glad using the interior for the best part. They didn't like come up with this. They're like, they, well, we'll shoot in this restaurant. It has this wheel. Okay. Jenny, what this you is funny. Yeah, no, this is great. No, I thought, okay, what I thought is he was going to reach through that anchor. No, it's not an anchor. It's the steer, steering, right? Yeah. And he was going to pull the bag up, but it, it wouldn't fit through. But that wasn't the bit they did. Man, I used to keep that, that steering wheel in my pants. and It was great, but I had to take it out, Carl. It was just driving me nuts. <laughs> it was driving me nuts. Me nuts. Wait, it was driving me. That almost works. There's something wrong there, though. Oh, no, I have to. It's a joke about a pirate. And the guy says, Captain, why do you have the steering wheel in your pants? Is, I like it, but it's driving me nuts. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jerry stole the art and ran away, but now they do have the art again. Wow. Oh, shit, Carl. That's cool. Or was that a that's... different duffel bag? Are there two duffel bags? Yeah, there's two duffel. This is one of those movies where there's two identical pieces of luggage. And okay. They happen to okay. be like blue Adidas bags, and one happens to have drugs in it, and the other one happens to have party weekends. Well, like Barbear's flute. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't understand this thing with this little kid. I forgot why this kid okay. exists. I thought, like, this guy, it looked like he was, they thought he was going to jump off the bridge. And they pulled up oh, in the car and said, don't do it, buddy. Mister, you should jump off the bridge. Rolling up your denim jean jacket like that, even in 1984. And look at that fucking moose knuckle pants you wear. You know, you would figure that's not the boom shot I'm talking about. <laughs> it, what is going on here? I don't know. Some kid said something. And he got it. it was going to beat up the kid. The kid like, that's up. your research. Some kid said something. That was, some kid said something that's okay. absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, yeah, that is 100% accurate. Yeah. All right. Now, okay. All right. I see. I see. You did. Yeah. That was such a cool so. He's getting worse right here. Wait a or something. I could finally have a date with his wife. Away from here. Right, from your research, what did he order? The Duck LaRange? He, um, I had to use Google Translate. He ordered the Mandarin, uh, Donald. <laughs> so I think, I think you're right. Might have been orange stuff. Yeah, when he was a little kid, he was a very picky eater. Very picky eater. He'd only have pheasant under glass. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I, I wish there was subtitles so I could remember. I know, I, I, yeah, see, like, uh, my friend is watching me. Boy, hasn't this been crazy with, uh... now, why are they friends? Oh, because the hospital. She works they, at the hospital. No, he also works, they're also, 
they work together. Oh, okay. They're in this course. I don't. I think like at a certain point, Carl, it's going to be revealed that that the, the people who you thought were bad guys were actually undercover cops. Okay. Listen, why is Jerry in this predicament? Why was he like sleeping outside? What was? Why was he all beat up and? Right. Remember, he drove away. Right. Um, in the car. Uh huh. And then he woke up in the bag. street. Yeah, and then he woke up in the street. What's 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 going on? What's your problem? He was in a car. Uh huh. Yeah, and then he was in the street. There's okay. a, it's during dinner time. And he's still wearing the same shit. Oh, I know. They, these guys are all cartoon characters. They wear the same outfits the whole movie. I think he says, it's on me. We can't afford eating this. So he's asking for a taxi. Taxi! Taxi. He's like, he's so defeated. Yeah, the police, I better get up. Oh, I am. How did he get beat up? I think he was trying to call for a taxi in Paris, and he couldn't. He goes in nest car style? Okay, what did the note say? Mike, tell me what the note said. It says, uh, Meals on Us. Come on, Mike. I, it said something. Oh, oh yeah. you know, that's 100% accurate. All right, I'm going to stop know, asking, but how can I stop asking? Jerry goes to the uh, nurse. He goes, hey, is Mrs. So-and-so here? And well, Is no, that his ex-wife? Yeah, he doesn't love it. Yeah, he stops her. He goes, okay, whatever. Let's go, guys. <laughs> Okay, so her face is very serious. Is he admitting he's a bad guy? He's admitting that he's undercover, but he's the good guy. And that he got Jerry mixed up in this. He also says he has a song called... Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't read the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this guy was a monster hire. You ever see that, that art house movie? Oh, yes, Monsoir Hariri. Yeah, yeah, I saw the English version, Mr. Hire. But he, oh. was in that, he was in the monster, Roberto Badalini's movie. Loved it. Robert Altman's Prêt à Porter. Uh, and he was also <laughs> in another, oh, Prospero's books. These are all art house movies that we should have seen like 30 years ago. So the ambulance has now pulled up to, to the opera house oh, okay but now, why watch, is that and what's this what's this carl tell me if fish burgers can't do this better oh now here comes here comes tommy t tony he's like what's going on but why did he get admitted this way why are the ambulance people playing along well because he was trying to get a taxi to it he was so exhausted that ultimately a uh, ambulance Dropped him and pulled him up. Now, a true Fishburger manner. Ready, Carl? <laughs> Tell me if you can do this better. Three, two, one. Whoa! That guy was like, just, he was a squash boy. He just was pushing, and at a certain point, I'm going to knock him That was, we could have done better on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Tommy Two-Tone's like, oh, you're another Caruso. You're terrific. Why don't we sit you down here? And Doesn't still- he know that he's the Mark who was going to take the painting, right? He, he was part of the plot plan. I think this guy is actually producing the opera. He knows these gangsters are involved, these art smugglers, but he really does care about the show. And he actually tells people, like, shut up, I'm trying to show's on. So he sits down there, 
And then suddenly uh, the opera singer, oh, this guy's like, oh, shit, Jerry's in the crowd. Okay, and, and that's Jerry's bad news. Crowd. And she says, ultimately, she says, send him to my dressing room. And she's going to gargle, 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 spit. Now, do you notice this art, this opera is modern day opera. This takes place in a contemporary uh, okay. artist gallery. Interesting. It's not like 17, she's not wearing Bill uh, horns or anything. It's not Mozart. No. Or if it is Mozart, it's a modern adaption. Oh, like they do with Shakespeare sometimes. Yeah, I mean, like when they put business suits and talk like they're from the 30s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like Shakespeare. Hey, it's the foil to Jerry. Now, this is actually really funny. He's going to get ready. Here we go. Started off the overture. Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? Because oh, I'm gonna bury that girl. Okay, so he bury was just, her anyway. He, he wants Jerry. He goes, hey Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Miss Carlotta wants to see you. He wants to see him right now. Wants to go right now. Me. Right there, he gets up, and they always like, "Fuck you!" Even he's like, "Can you fucking sit down? I can't believe you." <laughs> Yeah, bring his. Is he gonna bring his blanket? Yeah, he's gotta fold up his blanket first. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I know. That's the classic Jerry in this room. All right, I'm going. Excuse me. Pardon me. Didn't mean to disrupt. Nothing to see. Oh, 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 a aneurysm. Oh, 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 my pearl clutching. Oh. <laughs> I do think the conductor overreacted. <laughs> but he still plays throughout. Here's the modern day. And it's not the, the actors are not singing. They do credit opportunities at the end. <laughs> okay, like, so we're going to be, we're going to watch now. Yeah, I mean, this is like a strange French movie. But you know I'm human too. Now here's my this is my favorite guy. By the way, Michael Miguel Blanc. He, yeah. he does not look what he looks like during the eighties now. He's still active. You know, he won Best Supporting Actor Cesar Award in two thousand eleven. He's still out there. He made a sequel to one of his movies. He, he's he's out there, but he looks like this guy, like a silly putty face with like black glasses <laughs> and no hair. Like he kind of looks like my you know my my family members. <laughs> you too could win a French Oscar. Yeah. Okay. So he's he can't see her perform because he had to wait in the waiting room. So like, oh, come along. Oh my darling. She's now they're best now. friends. They want to know who he's working for. Like, what international, like, CIA, MI6, you know, whatever. Like, who are you working with? He goes, can you give me the black dress? That was the, the joke. And he's like, so, <laughs> dress. Black dress! And this is, like, the old dressing room thing. I don't know. This is, like, it's really old to do this in 1984. He's embarrassed. He can't look. Doesn't isn't he wondering why he got? Okay, so he knows why he got asked back. She thinks he's some sort of uh, player in this game, and he's just not. He's. 
I think she wants to use him as a patsy to get this art out. Okay. And that she, but first she wants to know who you're working for. Who are you working for? I don't. Patsy is the wrong word because patsy is like you put the blame on someone. He oh, right. Well, he wants. He's also to be called a patsy. So he's her sucker. He's she wants him to be his mark. You know, he'll right. get tricked. So right now, she says. Who are you working for? She goes, right now I'm working on your strap. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you working for? Oh, man. Yeah, Carl, this movie, like, I don't know what happened. It it seemed like these two guys are at odds and it escalates and then suddenly it becomes this movie. (laughs) I didn't sign up for this movie. Okay, so it wasn't theatrically released anywhere, and that was a, an agreement. No, it was it was released first in France, right? And it played in, in Germany.